back to this episode of Every Fan for Himself. I am glad to be here with everybody. I am glad to be here with my friends. I'm glad to be in this closet where... <laughs> Not a closet. Well, it's... Not anymore. Sort of a... We're back, ladies and gentlemen, Bunker to our roots. <laughs> yeah, we have. We've come full circle. We, uh, we're in the Web family basement again. <laughs> we're in back. The throes of poverty. The, uh, the, the Jolly Mom closet was unavailable. Was. And, and so was the studio. We yeah, and we procrastinated, as usual. It's been a while. I mean, we we missed a week because I mean, why did we miss a week, Eli? We just straight up didn't do it. Eli, you're asking me. Uh, we missed a week because Jaron didn't post the podcast until a week after we recorded it, and then we missed because we went to SaltCon <laughs> and didn't mm-hmm. record from there. Um, so, I mean, SaltCon was. Amazing. It was so fun. You guys? We should talk about SaltCon for a second. We should. Let's. Please. Honestly, right now. Okay. <laughs> We've been to a few con- conventions in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. A few. Mm-hmm. It's true. I mean that literally. Yeah. Um, but. <laughs> literally three. SaltCon is a board game convention, and it was so much fun. I was literally just stoked on everything. Everything I saw, everything that was just seeing me. It was amazing. I was excited about. They, they're the format was one big old room full of exhibitors showing off their games, saying when they're going to launch on Kickstarter, maybe they were gaming accessories, tabletop or board game or strategy or card game, whatever it was. Um, and then in the other room, which was much bigger, <laughs> there were probably at least 700 people in the room, at least I would say, mm-hmm. um, all sitting at different tables playing different board games. And they would just come and play. And the thing is, this convention went 24 hours a day and so some people would just stay and play through the night i think that's so cool like that's kind of cooler than comic-con where it's like look like we're real fans here like let's get in it let's just game all day every day well i think the difference is like the fact that like you have something to do until 3 a.m you know totally yeah you can only look around so much at comic-con <laughs> i don't want to like harsh on harsh on comic-con we love comic-con so much and we look forward to it every year and I mean, people dress up. That's that. Honestly, that might be my favorite part of Comic Con is the cosplay. Mm. Um, well, I like so much about it. Yeah, but Salt Con, things. like, I don't know. Like you being there, you. I was a little more pumped. <laughs> yeah, like the thing with Comic Con is there's a lot of things you don't care to see. Totally. But at this one, like, I was genuinely interested in everything. Yeah, absolutely. So, That's anyway, a good point. It was fun. If you have a board game convention near you, go to it. Yeah. Uh, provided that you actually like board games. So. Um. It was. It was amazing. It was so fun. Mm-hmm. It was really cool, and and we're just excited about these new games coming out, too. We're excited. I mean, go check them out on Kickstarter. If you guys just go to the games section on Kickstarter and just click popular or latest or whatever it is, scroll through and there's some really, really fun stuff, some unique looking stuff, and and we're excited to see how it all unfolds. We're going to definitely be um, backing some of these Kickstarters we were told about at SaltCon too. Oh, for sure. It was so fun. I'm going to drop some cash. I think that was the the craziest thing. For me, it was like I, I didn't realize how... I mean, how many people make their own games and legit, like, make their own games? Because, I mean, you hear about people on Kickstarter making albums or movies or Mm -hmm. whatever, but I didn't realize the market for, like, these independent game makers and how cool these independent games are. Yeah. And how, like, the art, the design, all of it is, like, just 
it's so sweet and the concepts are so cool on some of them so cool and i mean we mentioned it on the board game episode but like i want to make a game even more now <laughs> like right. i'm so excited to just i know I, i'll i'll put another plug for just finding a game you love if you're not much of a of a board gamer if you're not much of a sit down and and i mean it, I'm having a hard time verbalizing like the Sit kind of gaming it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, all I'm saying is you can sit down and enjoy a board game. You just got to find the right one. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, yeah, so that was SaltCon. It was amazing. Was Thank fun. you, SaltCon, for, yeah. for the passes. Blast. Uh, we'll be back next year. Totally. Um, let's see, what other news do we got, guys? We got a lot of news. There's so much. Like We have like two weeks of news, and there's a lot that I... I think we're probably not going to cover. Um, <laughs> I guess I'll just start then. Um, Neil Gaiman announced an entirely new universe of Sandman comics. Oh, fun. So he's going to be writing Sandman again. Cool. So that's pretty cool. Um, if you haven't read Sandman, it's phenomenal, and you absolutely should. So there's that. There's that. Yeah, that's, that's pretty fantastic. cool. Um, for those of you who are probably as excited as we are um, about the new Star Wars Star Wars uh, amusement park, the Disney's building in California, uh, we got our first, I guess, like footage of what they're actually the construction construction constructing. And I mean, obviously, it's still all just you know scaffolding and all this stuff, but it's way bigger than I realized it was going to be, and it looks. <laughs> I'm so excited! It comes out next year, and it's like. A part of me is like, is this really going to be able to be done in like a year's time? But it's Disney, so they can yeah. do it like tomorrow if they want. I know. I'm, I mean, we've got a a baby boy on the way. and uh, Surprise! I, I think we've mentioned Surprise, it before. Surprise, Mom! <laughs> this is how we tell her. You're going to have to wait till Jaren publishes it in a week. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> baby might be born. But baby boy... Um, I mean, I, I'm planning on taking him to Star Wars Land and only spending time in Star Wars Land. Yeah, I think you honestly, get to go to Big Thunder Mountain Railroad when we can ride the Millennium Falcon for a 19th time. Absolutely. Honestly, <laughs> you know that you know the meme of, of Drake when he's like, put his hand out yeah, saying no to one and then pointing it? Yeah. Disneyland, California Adventures, and no. Star Wars, yes. <laughs> for sure. I mean, I love California Adventure. Yeah, but still. <laughs> the thing is, now I just have to add an extra day to any pr- prospective Disneyland trip. Or, or just cut out one. <laughs> I can't cut, cut out. out that negativity. Like, I can't cut out. I mean, because because California Adventure is getting an overhaul too. What? Well, if, yeah, it is. you know, California Scream have, is going to be an, an Incredibles roller coaster. You know how they have um, soaring over California? Yeah. What if they did like <gasps> soaring over the soaring over the universe? Oh, that'd be and cool. And you like you fly on Tatooine and you like smell, uh, you know, like the dry ants, bantha fodder. Bantha fodder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be fly over Naboo. So beautiful. So pretty. Fly over Mustafar and just smell sulfur. Wow. Yeah. It's really like an hot. awful ride. <laughs> and you lose your just limbs. Send you the worst places in the Star Wars galaxy. Gaseous planets. And oh. And you go to Jakku three times. <laughs> Some joke about going back to Jakku. Yeah. Awesome. Um, on that note, uh, Star Wars announced that John Favreau is going to be executive producing and writing and <laughs> spearheading a live-action Star Wars series. Yeah, he's, you know, he's a talented director. I like him a lot. 
I like what he does. I like him acting in Rudy. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> that's all I need. That's all the credentials we need. Yeah. <laughs> I... In Rudy, done. Sold. Yeah. Easy. Samwise Gamgee and, wow. <laughs> and Happy. <laughs> Iron Man's bodyguard. Get a Sean Astin in this Star Wars series. <laughs> oh. Uh, honestly. Give him yeah, the stardom he really I, deserves. I like John Favreau. I think he's a good director. I like Iron Man. Yeah. Jungle yeah. Book. I think he did good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Jungle Book. And I'm si- excited for his uh, Lion King. Yeah. Wow. He's, he's got Disney guy. on lock. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Disney loves him. Actually. Marvel, Star Wars, and core Disney. Mm-hmm. John Favreau's in it all. Yeah. I think I'm a little more, uh, I'm a little less, I guess, I'm a little less hesitant like I'm more Excited. on board with the TV shows than the movies just because I'm, I'm worried about yeah. like, because with a TV show, you can do 10 episodes and just kind of, yeah. it's a, almost a little bit of a throwaway. It's just kind of yeah. like, okay, whatever, you <laughs> yeah. know, if it works, great. If not, it's on Netflix or Disney's whatever, goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. But There's not as much weight no. on it. But, it. but it's exciting. And, and even then, like, it'll, I mean, it'll still be a, I'm sure it'll be a good series. Like I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Even I'm not expecting really throwaway episodes or or no no no, no. anything I, like that. I'm sure that. it is, yeah. but I'm just I'm just saying uh, it it doesn't weigh as heavy yeah. as maybe the you know announcing that the Game of Thrones guys have a series or mm-hmm. Ryan Johnson stuff. It's yeah, it's just like ugh. But I mean, even then, there's still so much saturation. It's like yeah. one after another yeah. trilogy, trilogy series, yeah. series. It's like okay. Can we just get maybe one movie? If I could go back in time again, even though I like the movie, I would choose not to have Rogue One. And, uh, really? And the Hansel, yeah. I would just say, let's keep it the nine, and then in another 25 years, let's do 10, 11, 12. <laughs> and then 10, 11, 12. that'd be cool. And then mm-hmm. maybe slowly... do that again every 30 years. Or <laughs> I would say just, just too much. I would say no more of the trilogies and just, I would say, focus for a little bit on TV shows, live action TV shows. Don't worry about movies. Just yeah. do TV shows. I don't need a TV show. I mean, give me give me a quick mini series. Give me Jendi Tartakovsky, Clone Wars. You know, give me another quick. I don't know, Jendi Tartakovsky. <laughs> I'm not sure. Latest saga. Samurai Jack esque. <laughs> yeah. Show me Jendi Tartakovsky, Old Republic. Jendi Tartakovsky, Jendi, Sith Jendi, Civil Jendi. War. Yeah. Any of it, I'm in for it. <laughs> Jay? Yeah, I, I think that it's getting kind of saturated a little bit, but I mean, I'll watch it and I'll have a good time. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see. Kristen Wiig is oh officially. Yeah. She's officially. <laughs> How do we feel about cheetah? this, guys? I'm fine with it. Kristen Wiig as Cheetah in Wonder Woman too. I think are we gonna like see her be funny? <laughs> I, I mean, that's that's the. She's known for her comedic roles. She's a comedian. Yeah. So like, I'm just wondering, like, what you doing, Patty? I mean, there's like there's there's really nothing that says like she can't do it. No, she's but, yeah. It's, and, and comedic it's actors strange. have yeah. always. I mean, totally. Usually had chops to do both dramatic and comedic. And, but we just haven't really seen that. her in that Why? way. Robin Williams, Steve Carell. Mm. There's plenty of people that do it. So that's two. Will Ferrell. <laughs> Will Ferrell does the serious stuff. Doesn't mean he should. Just because he's done it doesn't mean he should. What? I love Dan in real life. Even that's a comedy, though. I don't no, know what I'm else talking, Steve Carell has done. Uh, Foxcatcher. Foxcatcher. Mm. But the thing is, Kristen Wiig has to be serious and mean. Menacing, yeah. Yeah. you got to be like a bad guy. Yeah, that's I don't like, know about that. Like yeah. Jim Carrey and Cable Man. Cable Guy. Cable it is. Man? C- I, I, I didn't want to say Cable Guy because I, I felt too much like Larry the yeah. Cable Guy. I think it's Is it just Cable Guy, guy Jim though? Jim Carrey should have never done the Riddler. The Riddler. <laughs> <laughs> or Count Olaf. Or Count Olaf. Yeah. Even in his Wow, Jim. Show. Three strikes. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
no, I don't like it. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, don't, I don't either. I, I mean, I think she's going to spend money on it. I think she'll be fine. <laughs> Probably <laughs> see it twice in the theaters. <laughs> she'll be fine. Yeah, I'm fine. Um, saw some, got some closer looks at Shazam. Yeah, yeah. This I liked week, it. Um, yeah. As, as Zachary Levy. Yeah, Levy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Zachary also, Levy as Shazam. Uh, what's it? Mark Strong as Doctor Sivana. Yeah. Oh. So it's looking like they're gonna do a totally classic Shazam costume, which is cool. Um, we'll see how it looks post production. Jared and I thought it looked kind of like a dork. Yeah, Jason's in full. I thought it looked great. Support. I thought his hair was dumb. I think that was my main problem. It was so dark. Really? <laughs> like I know it's a com. Like I know it's such a dumb complaint, but like I just thought he looked kind of, kind of dumb. <laughs> so we'll see. I'm sure he'll look great in the movie. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I, I was thinking they would take. Maybe a more modern approach to it. Also, Lowe's has real muscles. Oh, yeah, he got jacked. Okay, he is <laughs> he got, no, the, okay. huge. Those are padded, but like... Oh, okay, they are. are. Okay. I was going to say, those arms are stupid big. He did get jacked for the role. But those, but those, those arms are, are a little too. Funny, yeah. those 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 like, kind of got a oh skinny gosh, head and neck. For and sure. <laughs> bulky arms. Yeah. You, you can see him like, his arms are huge. They'll fix it again. They'll fix it. And like, they padded even like... Or they just won't. Maybe they just won't. <laughs> they well, won't like, touch them up. If you look at like the behind the scenes of like Black Panther and Spider Man, they look ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like it looks like they're wearing like a costume that doesn't fit. Yeah, they yeah. look silly. But like you know, they fix it. They work. Yeah, good. they can work. <laughs> they make their heads bigger in every shot. Um, oh, Super Smash for Switch. Oh, heck, oh, yeah. yeah. Announce it. Totally. And it is coming. It's coming this year. Oh. Or was it next year? I forgot. No, this year. So it was this year. 18? It was yeah. 18. Uh, which now is gotta get honestly the First only reason. <laughs> yeah. Which for me is a good enough reason for one game yeah. to buy a console. I mean, Breath of the Wild is enough of a reason too. Super Smash is more for me. Way more. <laughs> Way I more? Think, really? Yeah. <laughs> I think weird. Super Smash was like half the reason anybody bought like a Wii or a Wii U. A Wii U. Mm-hmm. You know? Totally. Mm-hmm. Oh, so excited. Looks like the Splatoon characters are going to be in it now. Oh, cool. Which is fun. <laughs> I hope they bring back Snake. You know what? Oh, that would be fun. Since, since Melee, I have wanted... Um, I, I've thought that one character could fit so well in a Super Smash Bros. setting. Paper Mario. Paper Mario would be so... Get rid of Dr. Mario. Get rid of freaking Dr. Get Mario. Get rid of Dr. Mario and do Paper Mario. Give us Paper Mario. Have you ever played any Paper Mario games? No. They're so no? cool. Okay, they are fun. really cool. You get to, like, turn sideways and stuff, dude. It's so fun. <laughs> okay, I, first one I played was actually Thousand Year Door. Oh, okay. Which is a really good game. Okay, Paper Mario games are so fun because they are turn-based, which I think is a cool mm-hmm. format, um, but they're really, really funny. Like, the humor in them is really good humor. But I think in a Smash format, um, you can bring Paper Mario into it because his powers are so different from regular Mario. Dr. Mario does nothing different <laughs> from regular Besides Mario. throwing pills. He throws pills. Yeah. But it's so dumb. And I think I think the inclusion of Paper Mario, would, you could get such fun character powers. I mean, he always has, like, little helpers, too, and so you could throw some of the helpers in, whether that's on, like, a smash move or just the, the specific kind of, like, character power move. Yeah. I think that's the best choice that they can... I, ugh, I personally, I've wanted it for, for like, a decade. <laughs> you've <laughs> talked about it before. I personally think that they should either add more F-Zero characters, because there's some cool, like... Captain, there, there's some cool yeah. other racers in F-Zero. Like, I, I also think it's, like... 
kind of weird that he's even in the game. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know? yeah. But also, I think Met they have some. There's one or two Metroid characters that would be cool. I think like adding Ridley, the giant pterodactyl, as yeah, like a super so heavy character, would be so cool. He'd be like uh, Charizard. Yeah. Yeah. But with Mount Fire. But a pirate. <laughs> but worse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they, yeah, there's so much to do. So we'll see what they do. I'm yeah. excited for it. It could be. They've got some some pretty cool stuff there, and they can oh. add some cool stuff. I mean, I like. You know some some random Mario characters being added too. Throwing like Toad as his own guy, <laughs> that could be fun. Could. I mean, they added Bowser. Ju- they added Larry yeah. and Ludwig for heaven's sake, or whatever all those guys' oh, names cool. are. Yeah. So we'll Bowser see. Junior and his little cart thing. I love him. Yeah. What you got, Jay? What else? Um, gosh, there's there's a lot. That's really all I'm gonna say. Though. Yeah, I think okay. we're good. I I got yeah. two, two more quick things. Jessica Jones Hurry. season two is out. <laughs> yeah, cool. And uh, there's a cool new mode. I think this week or for the next couple of days on Google Maps that sets it to uh, Mario Kart mode. So where you're going, you can oh, like that's fun. Mario Kart. Did you ever do the Pac-Man mode? Uh-uh. It was fun. They did like Pac-Man and you could like go on streets. Oh, that's fun. Pac-Man. Yeah, it was really cool. Pellets. And mm-hmm. quick shout out to uh, two people who we straight up just didn't get back to and I feel bad. Um, Landon and Darcy, like you guys both sent us stuff on social media. Oh yeah, sorry about that. And and, uh, and Revelator, and Revelator, and Revelator, and oh my gosh, sorry, sorry guys, it's been crazy. We'll get there. We, that's we, this is why we needed to refocus, recenter, come back to the basement, <laughs> turn it, start a new chapter for every fan for himself. Where this we is are, our fortress of solitude. Where we're more. This is totally. the first Jedi Temple of totally. every fan for himself. This is the Sanctum Sanctorum. That's it. Fortress of Solitude. This is. I don't know, wherever that, that yeah. place is, League of Shadows is <laughs> a big mountain top. <laughs> you guys sent us some like awesome stuff though and like Totally. Um yeah, Darcy even sent us like that really funny thing about oh, Michael Black Panther. Jordan wants yeah. to burn everything all the time. <laughs> just always there's there is there's a meme in there, Darcy, and you need to make oh, it. For sure, dude. Thanks, Darcy. Alright, well, um, let's just roll into some fan fiction, guys. Go for it. Now check it out. I'm not gonna tell you uh, what this one's called because it'll give it away. Um, it's actually like kind of good, honestly. Like, <laughs> You're picking like, like dramatic be... good ones. The thing is, like, the concept is funny, but like the execution was, you know, could have done more, okay. but it was like it was pretty mm. adult about it. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Here we go. Legend speaks of an artifact that existed before the dawn of time. This artifact took them took the form of a gauntlet and six gems. Now, just quick uh, nerd thing. Um, <laughs> the gauntlet didn't really exist before the dawn of time. It, like, Thanos mm. straight up just created it. He like pasted the gems onto his hand. Um, anyway, <laughs> let's just keep going. Pasted them. Um, Took some Mod Podge and <laughs> <laughs> like technically he did. Like he just put them on like gloves that he already owned. Hot glue like, gun. <laughs> like, oh. Getting it all stringy. Yeah. <laughs> Craft, anyway, craft time with Thanos. <laughs> Each of these gems represented a facet of existence. The gauntlet and its gems um, were fought in, for in a war and eventually sentenced to never be used in unison ever again by one of the greatest cosmic forces in all realities. Yet, the tribunal's master saw the potential of such an item um, in the hands of a boy who so desperately needed help in, in his troubled life. And so, the gauntlet was sent through time and space to young Harry Potter. Oh, yeah! <laughs> oh. I was hoping for it. I was hoping for it. I was going to guess it, but then I was like, maybe it was Timmy Turner, too. <laughs> so I held off. 
So we'll we'll, I'd hope we get a Danny Phantom crossover one of these oh, times. Wait, okay. So Harry has the gauntlet. Yep. Time and space to young Harry Potter, who was just orphaned by Voldemort's attack. And yet, all but one of the gems was spread through the universe, waiting to be found by their new master. Sounds like the Dragon Balls. <laughs> I know, yeah. And so, the reality gems and the, gems and the gauntlet rested with Harry, and Harry Potter, waiting for the day its wielder would finally brandish the mighty weapon for the purpose that the one above all set out for this child. Oh man, I like lost it. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Alright. Harry had always been strange throughout all of his childhood. It almost seemed like the rest of his life would make w way for him. That was kind of weird to put. Dumb sentence. <laughs> his life would make way for him. When Vernon and Petunia first thought to discipline him for his weirdness, they found that all the arms would remain unmoving in the air, and they would stay there until their intentions of harming him were put to rest. Sounds like my childhood. You're weird, weirdness. son. We're gonna slap the crap out of you. <laughs> they simply chalked it up on the unnaturalness that was magic instead of a truly great cosmic force that dwelled so close, yet so far from Harry. He slowly walked to school from the Dursley residence, dreading the fact that his cousin Dudley and his friends would come hairy hunting today. Despite the fact that the strange powers would occasionally decide to defend him, he was still harassed and harmed by his family quite often. Knowing this, Harry tried to stay out of trouble as much as possible, fearing the punishment that his aunt and uncle would deal um, out to him if he ever stepped out of line. Entering the doors of his elementary school. Oh, he's in elementary school. Also, oh, he young. Harry hunting sounds like something I do when I have an ingrown hair on like my stomach oh. or. Haha, uh -huh. that's actually a thing from the books. Is it? Yeah. No. Oh. Nice try. It sounds like Bigfoot hunting. Um, yeah, it does. Entering the doors of his elementary school in this county of Surrey, he quickly made his way to his classroom, allowing him to bask in the safety of the crowd of the kids that would grant him prote protection from Dudley. In the court of the Living Tribunal. And it's like a yeah, you're setting. good. <laughs> Eternity demands to know the location of the gauntlet. Scream the personification of existence. A greater force than you and I has already seen to the matter of the gauntlet. Calmly decreed the Living Tribunal. Eternity recoiled um, at surprise from the news that the one above all had intervened personally in the matter. <laughs> Sanctuary to give the gauntlet to Harry. <laughs> I that is the funniest idea to me. That the one above all, <laughs> he's like, How about the boy who lived? Find the infinity gauntlet, or I will reduce you to ash. The, uh, the other trembled. Catch him, it's another crossover. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the other trembled as Thanos made this declaration back on Earth. Okay. Why would anybody be afraid of Thanos? Why would, like... Why would the Living Tribunal be afraid of Thanos if he doesn't have the gauntlet? <laughs> okay, guy. let's just keep going. Back on Earth. Harry was being bullied by a group of other children, yet no one could have, the, have predicted what happened next. Many scientists feel that the child will learn to take after his parents, and Dudley's parents not only beat Harry, they encourage their children to do the same. Wait, <laughs> what was that bit about the scientists? So, many scientists feel that a child will learn to take after his parents, and Dudley's parents not only beat Harry... Oh, okay. I was confused. It was like a weird little inclusion. It was a weird... 
Science says <laughs> the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. But they encourage their children to do the same. Like, how many children do they have? <laughs> I thought <laughs> Just they had Dudley. <laughs> this fact has led up to the current situation where Dudley and his gang decided to bully Harry for their own amusement. But children don't like to know when things are going too far. Children like him don't know. Oh, God. <laughs> Maybe Jason's the problem. That's, that one is my bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> this one is actually a beautiful <laughs> written. <laughs> and so when Harry started to bleed from the beating, a cosmic relic, relic finally acted. Suddenly, the entire universe felt the pulse of power that originated from the Earth. Reality twisting and twirled in anger as a, the reality gem sensed that its master was in trouble. Dudley and his gang were not killed or maimed, they simply were erased from existence. Makes Whoa. sense. As the fabric of reality denied them their right to exist. <laughs> Woo! So, from what I'm catching is the reality gem is like inside Harry Potter or something. Oh, it's like a hor- or it's like a horcrux. Or it was like I think it said it was near, so I think like they're yeah. kind of waiting out of the material plane. <laughs> so, Harry is 9 in this. Um, anyway, the story goes on. Odin sends out a destroyer to get the gauntlet, and the destroyer ends up dying. <laughs> like, Harry destroys the destroyer. Sweet. All the other Avengers show up um, to get the orb, and, like, they make friends with Harry. And, and that's as far as I read. So, if you want to know more, go check it out at fanfiction.net. .gov. It is um, Harry Potter and the Infinity Gauntlet. That is written by Super Celestial Kalen. How many chapters is that, Jason? There's a few. Yeah? Yeah, let's check it out. There are five chapters. Okay. I just thought it was going to be one of those, like, 74 chapters. I just read one of them. Okay. I poorly read one of them. (laughs) Um, Boo! (laughs) Badly done. What are we talking about, Jay? Today, it all comes together, guys. Um... The story was about the Infinity Gauntlet, because that kind of comes into today's topic, which is the most powerful objects and weapons in the universe, in the comics universe. Now, this is only DC and Marvel uh, universe. There's other things, like we could have talked about the Witchblade or whatever, but like, no. Um, we just talked about Mario's hat from Odyssey. We're not that doing hat that. That is really good. <laughs> We're not talking about really it. good hat. Um, this is comics. Yeah, this is just DC and Marvel, and... It's kind of our compilation of the most powerful 15 objects that we could come up with. We each yeah. did five each. Yeah. And I, I, I want to at least put in a little plug for mine and just say, like, I recognize that some of them might not be the obvious most powerful. I kind of chose favorites, too. Yeah, yeah same. Sure. I chose um, interesting mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. popular. Yeah. So. Yeah. But totally. that's it. That's it. That it, these are some of the bestest. Okay. Um. And as for me, like, I, I can start off, and I'm just going to kind of save, like, the most powerful one mm-hmm. on my list for uh, later. Cool. <laughs> um, I'm going to start off with Nth Metal. Ah. Cool. Now, Nth Metal is native to Thanagar, and that is the home planet of Hawkman and Hawkgirl. Okay. Nth Metal is, like, one of the metals in the DC universe that is, it's probably the most powerful metal in the DC universe. It is responsible for so many different cool abilities, all of which Hawkman and Hawkgirl have because of this metal, um, mostly. So it has the ability to 
negate gravity, which you know helps them to fly. It has protection against the elements, so they can stay cold in really hot temperatures, extreme temperatures mostly, but pretty much anything. Um, so it it's kind of like a, a symbiote mm-hmm. um, in a way that it, like it can bond with its host and gives them you know just different abilities and it protects them like at all at all costs like the symbiote is actually really cool and it just is just there to give its host powers so it can like bond with them to create armors good thing it doesn't make them evil right doesn't make them evil (laughs) it can be used for evil though yeah yeah um but it has restorative powers and so it can regrow limbs if you lose one it can heal you um it's even been known to like resurrect that's yeah. cool. It has different magical properties, energy transference that it can absorb and expend that energy in different ways. Um, it augments your powers, and so it can make you stronger. It can make you more agile. It makes you more dexterous. Um, basically, it can adapt itself to any need like necessary to better aid its host. Um, and so I think that's really cool. And actually, even one of those aids that it can do is to nullify the powers of an enemy. Neat. So it makes their enemies weaker. Mm. So that's really cool. And anyway, that's um, Nth Metal. Sweet. I like it. Yeah. Classic. We yeah. going around? Yeah, we're just going to go around okay. in circle. Okay, sick. Um, I'll go next then. I will choose for my next one, or my first one, I suppose, um, just because it's recent. It's in the, it's in the forefront. I'm going to say Vibranium. Cool. Metals. So, yeah, we're, we're on metals. Jaren, if you have a metal, you better use it. I have no metal. <laughs> um, so, Vibranium, for those of you who f- didn't listen to one of our last episodes or haven't seen Black Panther or, or Captain America Marvel or, <laughs> or a Marvel movie, um, Vibranium is a metal that, it's a space metal, um, but it came to Earth via meteorite and uh, landed in Wakanda, and that was the metal that they sold, and it was so rare and workable at such unique properties that it allowed them to become the richest nation in the world. Um, but the, the uses of vibranium that we see are in Black Panther's suit. He, he has a vibranium fiber suit. And, I mean, it's we see in Civil War, it's bulletproof, but like big bullets, <laughs> like bullets from a helicopter just shooting right at him and they just ding, 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 bounce right off. And he doesn't even flinch. It's awesome. <laughs> Civil War is so cool. Um, but then in the updated Black Panther movie, we see that this, this updated suit actually absorbs the kinetic energy from hits, from you know, whatever punches, impact that it takes. Yeah. And then it releases in a burst of energy. Which is pretty cool. That's fun. Um, and we see that it also is used in Captain America's shield. Howard Stark built that shield and with, with a small amount of the vibranium that Wakanda would allow out. Because uh, they kept fact, it for themselves. It is a mixture of adamantium and vibranium. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I, okay. There you go. I was considering bringing up adamantium, which is what uh, Wolverine is made of <laughs> essentially yeah. it's it's coats his skeleton and his claws and um it is also the strongest metal <laughs> so it's, it's just it's kind reverse, of an interesting yeah it's reverse engineered it's like, vibranium yeah it's like it adamantium is the strongest metal mm-hmm. like durability wise but vibranium can just absorb 
it absorbs yeah, kinetic vibrate. energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like it's and it's due to those vibrations actually mm-hmm. that it absorbs because it makes micro vibrations. Yeah, that's yeah. Where it gets its name. Okay, there you go. Um, in that case, I'll, I'll talk about both of them just for their different properties. I mean, Wolverine becomes the ultimate weapon with the help of adamantium. His claws they can cut through anything. Um, which is cool, <laughs> mm-hmm. except unless it's like a cosmic force or something like that, or something else made out of adamantium or vibranium. Um, but Captain America's shield is this this blend, and we see that it takes on, um, sneak peek, one of my later items, Mjolnir, and it can take a hit from that, and Thor is, is like a demigod. <laughs> so it's wild. that's pretty cool too. So vibranium is just... It resists just, magical powers, which mm-hmm. is cool. Yeah, it's super cool. I mean, the fact that Captain America can can be as strong and as effective as he is by wielding a shield, yeah. I mean, it definitely speaks to the shield's properties. Definitely. <laughs> totally. Doesn't yeah. speak to Captain America. No. <laughs> He'd probably be more effective with a sword. And the and vibranium... <laughs> The vibranium that we know best is the Wakandan vibranium, mm-hmm. which absorbs the energy. Mm-hmm. But there's also our Antarctic vibranium. <gasps> I don't know if you were going to talk about I didn't that. even check on that. I focused on the vibranium I knew. Yeah. A- Antarctic vibranium is basically... Um, it deconstructs material <sighs> instead of absorbing it. So the scientist that discovered it struck his hammer against the vibranium and his hammer just crumbled in his hands. Cool. So yeah, it just de- deconstructs matter. Wow, that's, really cool. that's fun. Mm-hmm. That's really fun. Um, yeah, so that's vibranium. Yeah, yeah. super important. A lot of different Marvel uses. World. Go go see Black Panther if you haven't for some reason. Um, not for some. I mean, I'm sure there's some of you who have a good reason for not seeing it. <laughs> yeah. If you'd like to go see it, um, see and they, it. you see some really cool, unique applications that they throw a vibranium into. It's it's very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Um, I chose for my first one. I guess we'll all stick on the Marvel path uh i want to talk about odin sword cool odin sword is kind of cool and and we don't get as much of it as maybe some of the other weapons as we get but um it actually does appear in the movies um at one point in ragnarok um but odin sword is you guessed it odin's sword (laughs) (laughs) literally called odin sword odin sword just how thor's name is odinson um, Odin just loves throwing his name on things. Does. This <laughs> is Odin's sword. <laughs> totally. Um, Thor is born. Ah, uh, yes. Odin's son. <laughs> yeah, we know. Uh, but basically, it's this giant sword that, quote unquote, if it was ever unsheathed, it is said that the universe, uh, the end of the universe, is at hand. Which we actually do see in the mm-hmm. comic, in the comic of Thor Ragnarok, in Fear itself, the comic, and in the movie Thor mm-hmm. Ragnarok, when I don't remember his name, like Skullcar. What's the, what's <laughs> the, the big old big guy? Fiery dude's name. I don't remember. He's, uh, he, he destroys stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I, I shame on like me most for not villains. knowing. <laughs> Sorry. Surter. Surter. That's right. No. Suter. No. S U T E R. I always have a hard time. Sulfur. <laughs> Jay's looking that up. But anyway. I always have a hard time. The sword is, is also called Ragnarok. It is. Yes. Yeah. That's another name for it. Mm-hmm. Which is, which, and ultimately it ends up destroying it's, Asgard. It's, it, mm-hmm. it, it is Surtur, but it's like, I don't know how to pronounce it. I think it is just Surtur. <laughs> I'm sure it <laughs> it's is. Just like, that sounds right. 
Wait, I always have a hard time too. with that. Anyway, anyway, he he, he wields it and destroys Asgard with it. Uh, basically, it has super gnarly. I mean, similar power. I guess like properties that something like Mjolnir would have. Mm-hmm. Um, another cool thing, the the from Thor, the first Thor movie, the Destroyer, who's the big kind of metal whatever. In the comics, he he is he absorbs souls, and he is basically unkillable. He he absorbs like thousands of Asgardian souls, does a lot of damage, and is defeated by Odin sword mm-hmm. uh, when I think Thor wields it and kills the destroyer with it, which is crazy because his armor is like impenetrable. Yeah, yeah. The Odin sword that was all on one of the lists I was looking at as mm-hmm. most powerful weapons is destroyer armor. Yeah, because yeah. it because it I mean it directly correlates to the end of the universe if Odin swords make an appearance. Because he get out. he only ever uses it to like, uh, like fight celestial beings. Yeah, and and, like and Thor like, does fight a celestial being with it, but doesn't he's not able to beat him with it. <laughs> Maybe uh-huh. we'll touch on that later. But um, yeah, that's Odin Sword. It's cool, cool, sweet. All right, so we're gonna continue on with these magical objects, and I'm gonna talk about the Helmet of Fate. Uh. All right, the Helmet of Fate is used by whoever is um, taking up the mantle of Doctor Fate, which is usually Kent Nelson. Um, who is usually Dr. Fate. Um, and it was... The helmet was created along with two other items, the Amulet of Anubis and the Cloak of Destiny. Um, but the helmet, more specifically, um, is probably like the most powerful part of that trio. But it was created by the Lord of Order, Naboo, or Nabu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Um, the Naboo. The best Star Wars <laughs> movie. <laughs> and actually, uh, Nabu was actually like his his essence like his spirit was actually like part of the helmet at one point mm. and like he would influence the mind of whoever would wear the helmet uh, for good or for bad he he'll do anything he's neutral to, he'll do anything to keep order mm-hmm. um, which isn't always like what we want um, <laughs> his order might not be yeah the best um, but anyway this helmet is outrageously powerful mm-hmm. so for example Kent Nelson already has some powers. He already has, like, limited uh, magic knowledge, mm-hmm. so he can do some cool stuff. But with this helmet, he is out of control. Like, the Dr. Fate is a god, basically. <laughs> He's got telekinesis flight, levitation, damage resistance, um, enhanced strength, uh, astral projection, dimensional manipulation, energy manipulation, enhanced intellect, um, psychometry, it... Just knowledge from all over the use. Yeah, dude. Psychic math? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's the ability to see into the past and future. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, he's got super speed, strength, um, invisibility, just teleportation. Because everything. of the helmet. Like, out of control. Like, he's... Yeah. he's immeasurably powerful. Oh, and sorcery. Like, he's oh. enhances his sorcery. And if you're wondering, well, how could anyone beat someone like that? Just, just read a comic. <laughs> it always happens. I was, was going to touch time. on that in a little bit. <laughs> but about how any comics. comic, there has to be something bigger and better. Yeah. Comics are always complicated and convoluted, and that's yeah. just the way they are. Time uh, travel. Yeah. Resurrection. He's a god. Well, we invented the god killer. <laughs> yeah. right, right. Well, no, then we invented the anti-god killer. <laughs> like, okay. And we will see more about all of that. <laughs> yeah, so. absolutely. Um, but yeah, like just to give you like a grasp of how powerful this helmet can make a person. Um, Kent Nelson, without the helmet, he could move a car with his telekinesis. Hmm. But with the helmet on, he can move planets. Heck yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's dope. So yeah, <laughs> that's, the, uh, that's the helmet of fate. 
Love it. Okay. I love it. All right, what do we got next? All right. Next on the agenda, we're going to do... Just because I kind of want to get it out of the way. No, I already mentioned it. I'll do Mjolnir. Yeah. Okay. Um, Mjolnir is the hammer of Thor. Uh, we see it in each Thor movie and each movie he appears in. Most recently, it got broke <gasps> by Hela, his sister, who he didn't know about. Um, but the the cool thing about the hammer of Thor, first of all, it helps channel his it's, powers. Yeah, it's like a conduit. And so he gets to use his lightning and super strength through it. And I think a hammer is a really cool weapon. Yeah. <laughs> Hard to use. Also, cooler than like a sword, in oh, my no. opinion. Like swords are like classic cool, yeah. but hammers are like unique cool. They are. I just feel like they're so difficult <laughs> to utilize. I guess Thor utilizes them very creatively <laughs> yeah. and cool, effectively. But um, but Mjolnir is is his hammer and. It's important if you're looking at... It's not important, but it's fun to look at any of Thor's comics and talking about Ragnarok and Odin and Loki, all this stuff, um, to have some background of Norse mythology because that's like <laughs> a direct copy and paste mm-hmm. um, from that mythology. And so Mjolnir is actually in Norse mythology, the hammer that Thor wields. And uh, so that's it's just a direct copy of that only someone who's worthy can wield the hammer of thor um so i mean we see we see that funny little moment in avengers 2 where they're all trying to lift it and it's a good scene and then like captain america makes it kind of squeak along the table um but yeah so you have to be worthy and we see times where thor isn't worthy and can't wield it and then it gets broken and he has an identity crisis but then (laughs) it's a cool moment in in the in ragnarok where they're like you know, you're not the god of the, the hammer, you're the god of thunder. And he, like, has a really cool <laughs> part. But Mjolnir um, does facilitate his powers and abilities and can only be lifted by him or someone worthy. Uh, we actually see there's a dude named Beta Ray Bill. <laughs> yeah. And he he lifts Thor's hammer in a, in a battle against Thor. And so Odin actually crafts uh, another hammer for him. I forgot what it was called. Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker. Mm-hmm. Um, and we might see Stormbreaker in Infinity War. Yeah. Did you guys see that? I was thinking about that. Cool. Um, the axe looking. Yeah, it's an axe hammer that, that yeah. Odin makes for Beta Ray Bill because he sees that he is worthy. And Stormbreaker is like almost like a carbon copy of Mjolnir. It's like the same. Except with an axe half. <laughs> yeah, like it, it looks different, but it's like the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's essentially Mjolnir um, with, with its properties and, and what it can do. Um, and since Thor lost Mjolnir, which is pretty sad. That's like, sad. that's kind of that's kind sad. of rough that they would do that to us. He gouged out his eye. I know. So <laughs> we'll see. identity crisis. We'll see what happens later on. But Mjolnir is, it was made for Thor. Only Thor can wield it for the most part. And it does channel his powers and it can't be lifted by anyone else and first avengers we see mm-hmm. we see hulk try and lift it and that's cool because like hulk is kind of the main plot point of avengers mm-hmm. at it's first sad that we don't get to see i don't think we've ever seen beta ray bill and he's like a big deal yeah just we only we saw a little easter egg in ragnarok he was one of the faces on the the big tower you're right yeah 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 so that's i think that's all we'll get <laughs> the, the beaked fella yeah yeah he's goofy what a weird name yeah, it sounds like a cowboy or something. <laughs> uh, that's Mjolnir. Cool. Um, here is an interesting one. And so, I mean, it's not going to be as much a weapon as it is an object. Um, 
This is the Mobius chair. Ooh, Mobius the chair. The Mobius chair is really interesting. Um, obviously, it was created by Mobius. <laughs> uh, but the Mobius chair is really, really interesting and really cool. It, it, it's essentially this throne that allows the person who sits on it to do a lot of stuff. Oh. Um, wow. Okay, next. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, just... Uh, it was created by Metron. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. It is Metron. Just um, and uh, some of the, some of the functions do resemble th something that mother but boxes think, do. Hold on, I'm sorry. It was originally created by Metron. I think in the New Fifty Two, it was created by Mobius. Okay, that's what I'm reading. Is the okay. New Fifty Two? Mm -hmm. That's why I'm must be confused. <laughs> sorry, I'm just that's why I said everybody's that. day. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. Boom. Uh, <laughs> Here's some cool things. You can travel through the universe and travel back and forth in time. You can travel anywhere uh, in existence with the chair. It gives the person in it um, complete protection from all weapons, from all dangers. No one can harm someone that's in the Mobius chair. Uh, it gives them omniscience. So that's what you can do against the Fate Helmet. There you go. <laughs> that's what you say. Yeah. It's and then, and then he's going to say something that's going to give you the moment. <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> uh, but it gives you omniscience. Uh, omniscience. Yes, I said that right. Yeah. And basically the ability to have knowledge of everything. Batman actually ends up sitting in the Mobius chair to mm -hmm. find out and asks what's Joker's real identity. And he finds out, And we don't know what it yeah, is. Yeah, and he flips. Well, yeah, like... You don't want. You gotta read the comic. Yeah. You can't be spoiled. Um, <laughs> but that's kind of cool, and it's interesting because for a minute in the comics, it almost seems like, oh, is it gonna like make Batman kind of like either crazy or like too powerful or something? But he's good. He looks cool sitting. On he the looks. Chair. Yeah, he like starts glowing. And <laughs> <laughs> also, kind of an interesting thing. It has a very powerful tractor beam that it can apparently pull planets toward it. <laughs> so, cool. so. Really cool. <laughs> so sorry. But it's, yeah, this basically sweet alien chair that's like a cool chair. <laughs> that is a cool chair. Yeah, wow. Yeah. No, that's cool. Take care. There you go. All right, guys. I'm going to start um, I'm gonna start talking about rings. In particular, power rings. Okay? Three rings to the elven kings under the sky. Seven to the dwarf lords in their halls of stone. Nine for mortal men doomed to die. One for the dark blackest. shall escape my sight. Let those who worship evils might beware my power, Green Lantern's light. Um, we're going to talk about the rings of the emotional spectrum. Heck so, yeah. the lantern rings, basically. So, mood rings. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... I could literally do an entire episode about lantern rings because they're all interesting and like there's so much to talk about. Mm -hmm. Considering I'm just gonna go like the shallowest level possible. Go so shallow about just, lantern just rings. Be so shallow. Okay, so these lantern rings um, basically go off of the emotional spectrum, is what they call it, um, and. <laughs> They're used by, let's see, the White Lantern, Red Lantern, Orange Lantern, Sinestro Corpse, Green Lantern, Blue Lantern, Indigo Tribe, Star Sapphires, Black Lantern Corpse. <laughs> oh. Okay, so those are all the people that use lantern rings, and they're all different colors, and they're all based on that emotional spectrum that I'm talking about. So there's like willpower, rage, life, death, greed, fear, um, hope, 
love, and compassion. Got it. Woo. Good job, Jay. Um, so oh, basically, gosh. these these rings are considered probably one of the most um, powerful weapons in the entire DC universe. Mm. They can create anything that you tell them to create. Right. They create it in like a, a light of depending on your emotional spectrum. So for Green Lantern, for example, they'll create a green construct is what they're called of whatever you design. If I create a sun, I have literally created a sun in green light. And so it's got a gravitational field. Yeah. You know, it can radiate heat if I want it to. If you're strong enough to create that. Though. If your willpower. Yeah, yeah and that's, it's based on each of those if if you're spectrum. Passionate so enough. if you have enough willpower as a green lantern, you can make something mm -hmm. happen. As a blue lantern, if you have enough hope for something. Right. And if you're a red lantern, it's your rage. Mm -hmm. But they're all different though. So, mm -hmm. um, my for the would most be a part, great red <laughs> for the most part, they can <laughs> all would. create. Um, let's see those energy projections, those constructs. They can create force fields. They can be condu conduits of, of energy. Um, they give you superhuman strength. And uh, they can make invisibility if you phase the light properly. Um, they can even do cool stuff like uh, travel through wormholes and time travel. Like if Sweet. you can use it correctly, uh, these rings really are amazing and they're super cool. Um, they can just manipulate and recreate anything. Um, however, they are all different. For example, the White Lanterns um, are the embodiment of light, and they can do uh, just some of the most astounding things ever. Um, and I kind of am going to talk about this in a minute with when I talk about the life equation. Um, but they have control over the life equation, which I will talk about later. It's awesome. Um, Black Lanterns can resurrect the dead and use you know, these zombie forces um, at their will. Um, but they're all different, and I'm not going to go into to detail about each and every single one of them, maybe on a later episode. But for the most part, those are the Lantern Rings, just, you know, just immense power to create, and it's really cool. That is cool. Yeah, they're, they're really cool, and it's, it's cool to see, like, the matchups between yeah. them. And another fun fact, um, Jon Stewart is famous for being the Green Lantern that creates his constructs from the inside out, meaning they're complete. Because mm. he was an architect before oh. he was the Lantern. That's cool. I didn't know that. And so, yeah, like, they're, they're, if they're he creates a building, full. that building has, has rooms and, like, chairs and, and yeah. stuff. Like, oh, sick. <laughs> yeah. That's really fun. Yeah, it's fun. Wow. Um, I'm going to touch on another well-known item, um, the Infinity Gauntlet and, Gotta, and yeah, the Associated Gems. You got it. Topical, baby. <laughs> you hit the nail on the head. Because um, we've seen, this is this is what the MCU has been leading up to. Mm -hmm. Ever since we saw the Tesseract, that was, these have been sort of on the, on the back burner until probably phase two, and then they got a little bit more attention, and it's a big deal, guys. This is, this is kind of the, climactic scene in in the marvel universe this is the biggest bad guy versus the biggest collection of the most powerful heroes this is this is the battle royale of the marvel universe yeah um so the infinity gauntlet is the gauntlet that thanos wears that houses the infinity gems and these gems, there's six gems, like we learned from the the Harry Potter fanfic. <laughs> if you weren't listening, go back. If you weren't listening, please rewind and absorb 
each element of it. Um, and these these gems were, I mean, they're old, and the elders of the universe had used them in unison. I don't know. There's a lot that goes into it, but yeah. I'm going to talk about the gems themselves. They are space, mind, soul, reality, time, and power. Each of these gems serves a different purpose, and when united, basically you have unlimited power. Like Thanos kills the whole Marvel universe when he has <laughs> the whole yeah. gauntlet. So we're going to see if that's what ends up happening in yeah. part two of Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Um, really curious, like there haven't been a lot of will they, won't they in the MCU once we kind of knew what was happening. It's like, okay, well they have to build up You mean to romantic relationship? <laughs> Hulk and Black Widow? Oh, I yeah. hope. That has been a big will that's they, won't they. Won't Vision they. and Scarlet Witch. Oh, that's, that's a will they. Yeah. Um, but yeah. so we've been leading up and we've kind of known, okay, there has to be a certain trajectory. We have to follow this step and this step and this step. Mm-hmm. However, we're wondering, I mean, they've been building this, this universe now for over 10 years and it's like, okay, are they going to stay true to the comics and kill the Marvel universe? Yeah. Basically delete everything. Like he literally snaps his finger and half like the universe is dead yeah because that's i mean that's the nature of these things these gems they are so all-powerful especially when they're together if you just have the time gem it's like you get punched oh sorry i'm gonna rewind time and do it differently Mm -hmm. you know reality okay i'm gonna alter someone's reality so maybe like again in the fanfic these kids are never born ever just willed out of existence you know and mind, you you control minds. That's mm-hmm. what we see happens to uh, Hawkeye yeah. in in Avengers. Like, this is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And Thanos. I mean, we see that he for sure has two of them in Infinity War Part One, and we see him beating the crap out of Iron Man. <laughs> so it's it's huge, and and so this is this is in preparation for Infinity War Part 1 and 2. Because in the comics, once he has it, that's it. It's unstoppable. No matter how powerful Iron Man and Thor and Doctor Strange and Spider-Man and the Guardians of the Galaxy are, any of these heroes, like, he gets to snap his fingers and kill half the universe. It's all for now. I mean, because anyway, it says that anyone who has all of the stones becomes the master of death. And it's funny because in the and I wonder if they'll do this in the comics. He does it because he fall because Thanos falls in love with Death, and he's like, "What do you want?" And Death's like, "Destroy the universe." He's like, "Great." I mean, he's like that and kind so of. He finds the stones to yeah. do it. And he's like, "That fits in. I want to be the big top dog anyway." And so he just does it. Um, but it sucks for him because once he gets all the stones, he becomes like a superior to death. Mm-hmm. And so she doesn't accept him because he is better than her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, and it's interesting because a, a big plot point <laughs> in being able to kind of fix all this mm-hmm. is Adam Warlock. And I wonder if they're going to tie that into. Yeah. He's, he Cause he, he's that. mentioned in guardians too. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, so, but yeah, I mean, this is it. It yeah. is, it is the all powerful thing. Yeah. They're originally called the, the soul gems. Mm. Um, and Thanos was the first to use them in unison. Um, and, I mean, it says here he was he was stopped by the Avengers, Adam Morlock and Captain Marvel. Um, but also he wiped out half of them. And so, I mean, I know and we've heard that Robert Downey Jr. is willing to step away from Iron Captain Man. America, Chris Evans is yeah. willing to step away from Captain America. Oh, four, maybe? I, I mean, four. we don't know. We don't know. So this is this is like... 
obviously we have time before part yeah. two, but there's a lot that has to happen. And I'm predicting we're going to have a pretty shocking death even in part one. Dave, totally. And I think it was like one of the producers or someone, somebody said that if somebody dies in Infinity War, they will stay dead. Yeah. <sighs> Oh. So like nobody's coming back. Anymore. Yeah, no, no classic comic move of of this. Maybe there's the hope of bringing them back, yeah. like they did. And I wonder. I mean, there will be. Like, there's always been speculation, but like, is Bucky gonna become the new Captain America? For I hope part so. Right. I mean, or are they gonna do? Apparently, he's White Wolf, which is like a weird. Change, yeah, I don't understand they would do that. We'll I see. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, we we I mean we in the comics we see a lot of stand in Iron Man stand in Captain America mm-hmm. stand in Thor's and so they can replace them but mm-hmm. still I mean that's that's yeah. the character I mean that's that's a whole new direction like yeah. which Disney's led cool. up to this whole thing I hope I hope they they're are. gonna have to do something yeah they gotta kill somebody <laughs> honestly I as blood. much as I would hate I it like blood <laughs> this that I think that would show a respect for the story yeah, for the and comics. for storytelling yeah. that I don't expect from Disney I would be thrilled if they killed so many people. I'd be thrilled if they killed both Captain America and Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. They could they could wipe out the Guardians and they could do the whole thing. <laughs> Kill just them all. Cut off the MCU just and start fresh. Universe. Yeah. That's, I'm, what, I'm, that's, what, that's what I'm kind I think of banking they could do on. Because yeah. they, they're I mean, going to keep going. We yeah, know that. They have so many movies. Yeah. I mean, but that this is a tangent. This is another thing. Yeah, I know. Now we're, this, now we're like, this is <laughs> just <laughs> Infinity War MCU. Yeah. <sighs> but it all comes to these stones, which yeah. are, I mean, in the comics, they are the end all be yeah. all. Yeah, and we've and we've seen them. We we're missing one. Which one are we missing? Uh, soul. Yes. I think we're missing the soul. Jeff. I think it is the soul. Yes, it is. I looked at it yeah. today. I looked yeah. at the soul. So, or is it time? It's soul. No, time it's, is I argue. Time is Oh, that's right. Which is also I different from the comics. It is. Yeah. yeah. A lot yeah. of these are different. The tesseract. I know they they threw them in kind of. They did their own they thing, needed which is okay. Yeah. 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 The cosmic cube. Keep you guessing. Uh, thingy, right. yeah. yeah, but they anyway, made it keep in the movies. Going. Yeah, sorry. There you go. So there you go. we're still missing one, and we'll we see. know Thanos gets at least two in part one. Yeah, dang, that's gonna be exciting to see. Yeah, like that is power, right? Yeah. There. Oh, other news. Since we haven't talked, um, it got announced that Infinity War got bumped up. We're seeing it in May now. Oh yeah, because because so, Robert Downey is April, April, April twenty seventh. April. Yeah, that's yeah. exciting. Yeah, but yeah, so we'll, it's like we'll do more build up to that too. The the gauntlet oh, yeah. is literally so much power that. By the end of the Infinity War comic, or sorry, Infinity Gauntlet comic, Thanos is like, yeah, I don't even want it. It's like, I'm not even worthy of the power. It's too much. Yeah. <laughs> and then he becomes a farmer. It absorbs. <laughs> Does he really? He's, he's like, yeah, it's like. Wrinkled blue chin, raking leaves. <laughs> no, 100%. Like, really? That's he's, funny. <laughs> he's like, I don't, like, it's too much. I don't even want to rule the universe anymore. I'm just going to be a farmer. That's wow. funny, man. I hope we get that ending. <laughs> Josh Rowan, like, whistling, like, <laughs> raking something. But still have the death yeah. of the whole yeah. MCU. What, also, I mean, just quick, with the death, with the, you know, embodiment of death, I wonder if they're going to have Hela be, like, he's going to fall in love with Hela, Kay Blanchett's character. She, she died. Well, she, I mean, we don't know she died. She fell into Ragnarok. She, got, and she oh. was... Surtur just <laughs> she mowed her I down, know. Dude. Yeah, but dude, she's dead. I'm saying, I thought of that. <laughs> Who knows? All right. Um, I got a fun one for you. It's called The Ultimate Nullifier. And Ooh. this is in the Marvel Universe. This is a, a little gadget, kind of size of like a phone. <laughs> but it's essentially... It's a phone. Phones are the ultimate nullifier for social uh... conversation. <laughs> Wake up, America. Wake up, America, you sheep. <laughs> Welcome to the Joe Rogan Pod. <laughs> uh, the ultimate nullifier. Can we get sued for that? You, no, we can't. 
<laughs> you <laughs> don't know. Okay, Sorry, Joe. Every fan, wait, every fan for L- Alex Jones self. We're Alex, Alex Jones, Jones now, boys. Dude, is this the Infowars? Oh, here we go. What? We don't claim to be Infowars. No uh, copyright <laughs> <Or> infringement. Any <laughs> intended. affiliation. We we want nothing. To okay, do okay, okay. Wars. We don't want. Um, <laughs> the ultimate nullifier. Pushed Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Dick Cheney made money off the Iraq War. <laughs> the okay. government is making frogs gay. <laughs> That's actually Jet like fuel what can't he says. melt steel beams. <sighs> it's getting real. <laughs> Calm down. Uh, so this little gadget is considered, quote unquote, much like Odin's weapon, the universe's most devastating weapon. Uh, I know, I know, right? Each of them. Yeah, they all, they all quote they unquote all have that. Um, <laughs> but it comes from Ta Tu, which is Galactus. Galactuses? <laughs> Galacti? No, it's no, just, just a possessive Galactus home planet. Galactuses. Or you could say Galactus home planet. Galactuses. Stop. <laughs> what about possessive multiple? Galactuses. Galactuses. <laughs> it's his home planet. It's this thing on his home planet. Uh, under the direction of Uatu, the Watcher, mm-hmm. Johnny Storm goes there to the planet, takes it because Galactus is going to make this all out assault on Earth and they don't really stand a chance on their own. And so Reed Richards like threatens him with this little thing, kind of like holds it in the air and says, you know, we're going to destroy you if you come. Basically, the cool thing, what it does is it has the ability to completely and utterly eliminate any target the wielder chooses. However, it is limited to the user's capacity to hold it. So if you if you can't like utilize it stably, you will be eliminated as well, mm. which is kind of crazy. Um, but it can eliminate someone from existence in the sense that it can eliminate their reality from whatever. And, and so the reality gem <laughs> basically <laughs> but you can is this can, marvel yes it is yeah but it's a little bit different it's, than it's di- i know it's i know it's different i know <laughs> petting jason it's okay. it like <laughs> it literally only like used the ultimate nullifier like a couple of times yeah, like, yeah. they got rid of it real fast yeah, they're like, <laughs> anyway this is redundant anyway i think it's kind of cool though just because it's like the size of like a little Tamagotchi yeah. or something. It's like a pager. It, <laughs> it is. Just can wipe it out is. the universe. It can uh, wipe out things. I mean, I guess the gems are pretty small too. Yeah, yeah. that's different. <laughs> it's different. They don't look like it. It doesn't look like a walkie-talkie. <laughs> they don't look like a Palm Pilot. There you go. Jay, what do you got? All right, I'm going to stick with rings. I'm going to keep going with the Mandarin's the one, rings. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Eli and I hope. Ash Nask. Okay. With blood and rage of crimson red, ripped from a corpse so freshly dead. Together with our hellish hate, we'll burn you all. This is your fate. How burn many you are? You burn you are. You messed up. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy, Eli. <laughs> Eli's not guy. But we're not talking sorry. about DC's rings. We're, we're talking, talking about, about Marvel's mm-hmm. rings. The Mandarin. Absolutely. So. The Mandarin core. <laughs> it's another core. So the Mandarin is one of Iron Man's like biggest villains. He's like his arch nemesis. Um, anyway, the Mandarin has ten rings of power. Uh, we're going to call them rings of power. But they're ten very powerful rings that were basically... They come from the planet Makluan? Makluan. <laughs> sure. Anyway, it's a planet of like dragon people. Uh, you don't need cool. to worry about it. <laughs> cool, cool, um, cool. But anyway, the rings basically contain the soul of a long-dead legendary cosmic warrior. That's cool. Wow. Yeah. 
um, and they each contain like very specific powers and they do very specific things. They have their own names even. Um, but yeah, Howard, <laughs> Stanley. Well, if you'd really like to hear them, Eli. <laughs> I, I'm curious actually. The Remaker, Influence, Spin, Spectral, Nightbringer, uh, Daimonic, Incandescence, Lightning, Zero, and The Liar. I'm, and, I'm really glad you read those. And cool. Larry. <laughs> like one of them just has a normal guy name. So now I'm going to go through each ring because they all do different things. Oh my word. Um, the first one, the Remaker, is a matter rearranging ring. So it can make, it can turn air into poisonous gas or air into a solid. Like, yeah. Wow. That's kind of fun. That's cool. It rearranges matter. I like that. How cool is that? It actually like can create like his costume and like alter his appearance. <gasps> like Vision. Yeah, like vision. He's got an air jacket on. Um, It also has influence, which is the impact beam ring. That's worn on his right index finger. Um, And this one basically allows him to do just force blasts or like sonic beams. You know, the stuff you'd probably see on a movie or TV show. (laughs) Um, There's also the vortex ring, which is called spin. It basically makes him an airbender. (laughs) Uh, That's kind of fun. Just spin. It's its <laughs> name. <laughs> so yeah, it makes him, you know, do airbendery things, create vortexes. Um, he can move stuff with air. Anyway, there's the disintegration beam ring, which is called spectral, and that allows him to create a beam of energy which beams. destroys the bonds of atoms and molecules. So it dis- it disintegrates cool. things. Yeah. Yeah. Black light ring, uh, the Nightbringer. It he can just create darkness. Um, or just like an area of darkness. Like the Deluminator from Harry Potter. Yes. <laughs> kind of. So much like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Black Lantern ring can actually do that too. Cool. Um, oh. Yeah. There's the White Light ring, which can create light. Um, it can create lights of burst, like blind enemies. It can create a gravity field. Um, levitation, like he can move object, objects like telekinesis. Um, image projection to like create illusions. There's the flame blast ring, which does exactly what it says it does. Um, <laughs> well, these are self-explanatory. Uh, <laughs> what can I it's say? It's like spin, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the mento intensifier ring, which is the liar. Do you say mento intensifier? Mento intensifier. <laughs> Dude, makes those makes those mint mentos so super minty. minty. If you put them in it's a like diet, diet coke, coke with oh. mint, you explode. It's a diet coke blast gun. <laughs> gun <laughs> ring. Blast <laughs> <Wow>, diet coke. <laughs> Mental um, intensive. I need to get that for my girlfriend. <laughs> that Diet Coke ring. <laughs> but the mental intensifier ring, the liar, creates mental illusions and causes mental paralysis. Um, That's cool. There's the electro blast ring, creates electricity. The ice blast ring creates ice okay. blasts. Uh, oh. Anyway, like with all ten rings, you are immensely powerful, and that's really cool. Mm-hmm. That is cool. Not like not to editorialize. That is cool. (laughs) (laughs) And we didn't get to see that. Don't get Jason started on how salty he's about a Mandarin. I liked Iron Man three. It's just I liked Iron Man three a lot. Actually, it just blew it with the Mandarin. (laughs) (laughs) I can I can get on board with that. That's right. Okay. Um, I'm talking about Cerebro. Oh, Cerebro's yeah. so cool. Sick. Yeah, Cerebro's cool. So basically, it's a it's a telepathic amplification device. Uh, it's used by Nerd. Professor. <laughs> it's used by Professor Xavier Charles Xavier, who is a telepath and a, um, 
Is he telekinetic? Yeah. yeah. Or he's well, he's telepathic. Sorry. Yeah. Who? Professor Xavier. Oh, yeah. He's not telekinetic. He's not. No. Kinesis is moving things. Yeah. Yeah. He can just think really hard. Yeah. (laughs) Jean Grey is telekinetic. She's both. Both. Yeah. She. I mean, she got the Phoenix Force. (laughs) I was almost gonna talk about that, but that's like. Would have been a good one to talk about. Okay, I, that's I, more like an I, entity. Well, it's, it's a weapon. I think could be technically. We we all chose more object like yeah. things, yeah. except for the one I'm going to talk about. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah we'll get there. <laughs> um. Anyway, it it amplifies the telekinetic, no telepathic abilities of the user, and um, we actually get to see this in the X Men movies. Um, they did a great job, and it gets weaponized, yeah. which is why I said he, Professor Xavier used it just to find other mutants. Because he could amplify his power and then see, okay, like this is where they are. We see an early iteration of it in uh, first class, also, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, when he's building it, it's just yeah. like a little capsule thing. Um, but then it gets in in X two, we see that it can be turned to kill, um, because mm-hmm. I mean his his psychic abilities are so great that he can f- locate the people, specific people, and then destroy them. Um, Stryker, his son, has the same abilities as Professor Xavier, and so he was going to use that to target mutants and destroy all of the mutants with one major powerful mutant. Um, They foil that plan, but then Magneto actually wants to use it to target non-mutants and kill them. them, Um, I mean, it's it's gnarly, though, that this can... I mean, he can sit in it and just think and kill someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good thing he's such a cool noble guy because <laughs> cool he just wants to find mutants and, and yeah. create this fellowship and, and he knows they're yeah. alone I love how different the X-Men stories are told where it's like I don't know it's it's weirdly like political yeah. and it's, it's all about, about like relations of, right. of people and differences and how the mutants are so hated Yeah, um, opposed to the Avengers I mean Iron Man well He's not a mutant, (laughs) but others, you know, with abilities and powers, maybe get more accepted or this or that. But X-Men has an interesting angle on it. It can be an interesting mirror on society sometimes of Mm -hmm. what what X-Men stands for. But but Cerebro is is basically just a, a megaphone for... Professor X's mind. Yeah, and it can also be. It could. I mean, he could. He really could just think and wipe out the the category he thinks of. Yeah, which is cool. That is cool. Redheads. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Find all the redheads. Uh, in keeping kind of with what Eli was talking about, more of like a, a place sort of a situation, uh, I chose the Lazarus Pit. Yeah. Uh, which I think is interesting because it's not really an object. It's kind of, I mean, Razo. Not even a weapon. <laughs> no, it's not. But, it, but it's powerful. Yeah, but its consequences are really wild. Razo Ghul basically accidentally discovers. Uh, these pits and kind of crafts it while, I mean, stumbling upon it, saves this sultan prince, but it ultimately drives him insane. But Ra's al Ghul realizes its power and ultimately uses it, making him super old. (laughs) He is immortal, basically, because the Lazarus pits, he just keeps going in, but it makes him crazier. But for him, it doesn't necessarily make him like kooky crazy it just makes him evil crazy um kooky <laughs> kooky wacky zany crazy more bad guy crazy. he's not like goofy or quirky or fun <laughs> he's not the fun kind of he's, he's not, not like, like like psychopath not like, like zoe de chanel kooky more um but 
a lot of characters in the DC universe have, <laughs> yeah, have used the Lazarus pits, including I think a notable one is Jason Todd, who was killed by the Joker, mm-hmm. Ra's al Ghul, or no, was it his daughter that put him in the pit? Talia, I don't remember. I uh, either Talia or Ra's al Ghul, but they so. put him in the pit, and he came back to life, and it did end up driving him a little wild, and that's when he became Red Hood. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting, just because. Uh, I mean, on top of giving someone immortality, it can also give them incredible intelligence. Uh, it can give them just kind of enhance their mental abilities in a lot of ways. But the Lazarus Pit is really unique, and it's a really good kind of MacGuffin. <laughs> They're like, oh, he's dead. <laughs> just throw him in the pit. Yeah. <laughs> I think Batman's been in the pits, too. He has, yeah. Uh, let's see. Black Canary's been in there. The Damien has, too. <laughs> yeah. Joker's been in the pit. Batman... <laughs> Lady They're Shiva. falling into the pit. <laughs> I fell into the That's right. That's uh, Lazarus Pit's cool, though. What do you got, Jay? Is this our last one? Yeah, um, this is it. Yes. We're on five for each. So for my last Hope one, you I chose... a good one. He did. It's not an object mm-hmm. or a weapon. It's a weapon. Mm-hmm. It's a weapon. It's okay. not an object. It is the anti-life equation. There you go. Now, the anti-life equation is the ultimate goal for the villain Darkseid. He just wants this so bad because he's a bad dude. He's a math nerd. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of. (laughs) So the anti-life equation is basically a sequence. It's a mathematical formula that proves that life and hope and freedom is all pointless and (laughs) it's undeniably stupid and pointless. What is the equation? Is it like super long or is it just like a bunch of words? It's <laughs> plus words equals <laughs> um, frowny face. It's it's not like exactly clear what the equation is. Okay. Um, I mean, there's some comics that like have said more or less what it is. Like there's even ones that are like it's loneliness plus alienation plus that, fear okay, that's plus what despair. I've seen. Mm-hmm. But like that's not like, you know, for sure what yeah. it is. It was a really cool cover for the Dark Side Wars comic. Um, but, you know, that's not necessarily what it is. Got it. Yeah. Um, but basically the anti-life equation, if you know the equation, the mathematical equation, you can manipulate it. You can have, um, the ability to dominate the will of any sentient race. And so it's, it's sort of mm, reality warping, I guess, in a way that you dominate that person's will. They become basically your slave. You can do anything you want with them. And then it's got the reality warping, um, powers to twist and distort their freedom um and it's called the anti-life equation because um as it says from the comic if someone possesses absolute control over you you are not really alive Mm. so it's not like a death equation it's more just like a removes your agency more of like a i mean it can kill you it can kill you yeah (laughs) like if he if he wants you to die you will die yeah if you were under its its influence um so yeah the anti-life equation is very cool very kind of nerdy the fact that it's just an equation it's, it's a formula yeah, yeah. um but it was <laughs> it was originally discovered because uh so dark side came in contact with the martians and the martians lived underneath the life equation it would like under that philosophy mm-hmm. the life equation is basically free will if it's the opposite um and dark side decided well if there's a life equation there must be in anti-life equations so he went Ugh. hunting for it and there's been a bunch of other people who um have been said to know the equation um mr miracle is one of them who knows the equation but he has his willpower is too strong mr to miracle <laughs> yeah <laughs> or miracle man uh-huh. um 
And so, yeah, it, that's basically... Oh, yeah, also another guy named Billion Dollar Bates, but I don't want to talk about it because it's stupid. Beta Ray, Beta Ray Billion Bates. Dollar Bill Bates. <laughs> gonna, Billion you got there, Eli. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention something that I thought was funny and cool about Detective Chimp. But that what? was with... Does he discover it? <laughs> no, he just... He, like... This was with the Helmet of Fate. Oh. Dude, that was so long ago. I know. I, I feel stupid. Dude, that was Because like, I'm looking at it, and I'm like... Does like, he put it on? I'm, I'm like, Billion Dollar Bates is stupid. Like, nothing else was stupid, but it's like, oh, Detective Chimp. <laughs> Does he him. put on he the Helmet of Fate? No, he was, he was oh. searching for its new host. Oh. But then he came across Shazam, and Shazam threw it into space so that fate could decide where the helmet goes. <gasps> That's cool. Yeah. That's kind of fun. Yeah, but actually... But it's more like Shazam de- choosing. Detective Chimp did wear it, though, for a little bit, and it gave him super good detective skills. He <laughs> 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 made his detective skills even better. Oh. So he became almost like a man, he you might say. He became super detective Chimp. Okay. Okay. Round, so round home base. Yeah. Um, my last <laughs> weapon or object. Um, it's more of a <laughs> holder <laughs> of weapons and objects. It's Batman's utility belt, babies. Whoa! Yeah, which in, is in and of itself kind of infinite. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in a way, it's 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 the Mary Poppins bag of the DC universe. <laughs> it and you, it, whatever you need, it's in it. It's got your shark repellent. That's uh, exactly it's what I was gonna <laughs> say. Okay, I'm sorry. Adam West, Batman, he and and Dick Grayson are fighting off, you know, bad guys and all this stuff. They end up in the ocean for some reason. Maybe they're dropping a bomb there. I don't remember what happens. They're going up a ladder in the Batcopter. And a shark <laughs> jumps up and tries to get him. Batman whips out his shark repellent that he keeps in the utility belt, sprays it off, and they're free. So, Only Batman. I mean, the Adam West Batman was obviously a, an overt, cheesy <laughs> angle. But it does give an insight into kind of more or less what the utility belt is in the comics. Um, He's literally equipped for anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it helps that Batman is, is one of the top three or five smartest guys in the DC universe. Yeah. And so with all of his scenarios he runs through, he knows what to prepare for. Um, and I, I included that because I was originally going to say kryptonite as one of them. But yeah. check the utility belt. You got kryptonite in there, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and I and kryptonite because it can take out one of the most powerful beings in the universe, which is, which is Superman under yellow sun. So... Um, yeah, Batman's utility belt, it, it's, it has what you need. I mean, everything from, obviously, Batarangs to the Bat Grapple to Kryptonite to Shark Repellent to probably some Aspirin. <laughs> it's just, it's what you need. So it's yeah. not that it is one specific thing. The belt itself isn't, you know, isn't the most powerful it's object everything, in the universe. But it's everything. But it is, it, it's got everything. Yeah. It's Hulk's got everything. pants are pretty... Hulk's pants. Wow. How do we not? That is the most <laughs> vibranium Hulk's pants. <laughs> wow. Immovable wow. force. <laughs> the, those, <laughs> the dungarees that the security guy gave yeah. Bruce after he fell through the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Dude, yeah. the utility belt is amazing. It really is. Yeah. I mean, and it's that's, that too. just speaks to, to Batman and for sure. And everything that he does and goes through and thinks, but I mean, You'd be hard pressed to find a situation Batman isn't prepared for. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Ultimate Boy Scout. Totally. <laughs> be prepared. Um, the last one I want to mention is a thing so powerful 
that Marvel retconned it from its own series. After it, they said, this is too powerful. This is stupid. It's called... Keep in mind that they had <laughs> the Infinity Gauntlet. The, they and absolutely did. The Mobius chair. And yeah. Wait, no, Mobius chair was... DC. 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 But the ultimate nullifier. Yeah, the nullifier. All these things. It is called the heart of the universe. Yeah. The heart of the universe is essentially exactly what it sounds like. It's this glowing force in the center of everything. And ultimately, Thanos, that guy, you can't keep him down. (laughs) He goes and he gets it. And he essentially, through it, can create universes, destroy universes, manipulate matter, living or not. He kills the living tribunal. He kills the living tribunal with the heart of darkness, <laughs> which is, I mean, they're the... Did you say the heart of darkness? What did I say? <laughs> heart of the universe. Sorry, with Joseph Conrad's Conrad. book. Boom. Heart of darkness is one of the abilities that my drow cleric has. That's true in D&D. <laughs> anyway, uh, but this Thanos heart of, heart of the universe. <laughs> Basically. He's a farmer. He's got the time. Uh, Dude, farmers are so busy. Maybe right. He'd probably have more time as a ruler of the universe. Right. <laughs> uh, but ultimately, this heart of the universe is incredibly too powerful. It's just way too powerful. And so after the series had been out for a while, Marvel said it is no longer within the Marvel universe. And and even its own storyline, which was initially set in Earth 616, which is the normal universe, they basically said this is an alternate dimension. None of this happened because it's just too powerful. So an item so powerful that even the creators said, okay, we're done with it. There you go. There's your weapon. <laughs> too powerful to exist. Yeah. That's funny. And like... We just went through our list of 15 that we decided to talk mm-hmm. about. There's obviously a ton of other ones that we could have talked yeah. more oh, in depth yeah. about. I mean, We didn't like, talk about the Phoenix Force. Didn't and talk about Phoenix We didn't Force. talk about the Miracle Machine. We didn't yeah. talk about Miracle Machine or Superman's sword. Yeah, which is Superman awesome. Superman has a sword. Oh, Superman has so a sword. Cool, yeah. From like before he was born. Yeah, <laughs> yeah awesome. <But laughs> Flying it, through the cosmos. Anyway, that but, And you don't sad. even know what it does. Like, it was literally so powerful that even Superman was like, no, nah, it's it's too powerful for even me and he's like the most powerful being in the universe yeah that's not yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) all right whatever (laughs) so that's that's a a glimpse into the the ridiculous reality that is comic book oh there you go it gives you it gives you kind of a glimpse into the the minds of the writers they're like no, we're gonna do it even more. It's it's like when you were playing with your friends and like you stabbed them. Like I got you. No, I no, have I the force arm. field. Yeah. No, this pierces force fields. No, my force yeah, field. That's what destroys swords that pierce force fields. Yeah, that is exactly that is the plot writers. line of ninety five percent of comics <laughs> of the MCU. <laughs> he's dead. No, he's not. I saved him. <laughs> no, no. Oh, oh man, there you go. Well, fun. I mean. I don't have anything else related to this. However, you get to it. Something unrelated. And with our song. <laughs> yeah. Jay, what you um, got? Okay, guys. This is actually like a pretty simple one. Um, if you could have two superpowers, what would they be? Oh. Pretty, we've never done this before. Control time. Okay. <sighs> freeze it. No, I don't necessarily even want to go back in time. I just want the ability to like freeze it. Yeah. yeah. Sleep longer. You, you do you my must, homework. I mean, that I would want. make you the most powerful. Spend. Someone's about to kill you. Stop that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that and... 
Probably flight. Okay. I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty. Maybe cool. telekinesis too. If I can cheat, you use get it to, to make, choose two and make like. myself fly. Yeah, you just chose like <laughs> not, four. Not two. two, like in addition. Maybe that instead of flight. The time okay. one for sure, though. Yeah. Also, oh, no, sorry. Time and then Beast Boy's abilities. Oh. Because <laughs> then I can fly and I get strength and stuff, so. Yeah. Cool. Okay, that's fun. Uh, I, time was what? also mine. What? what if you did Vixen's abilities? That way you you don't turn into the animal, you get the strengths of the animal, though. That's cool. I want to I be he the animal, He wants to be too. a falcon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to be. I say control time, because I think that makes you the most powerful being ever, mm -hmm. if you can control time. But then just a fun one, I think, would be I want to control lightning. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool. I want to like, be able to like lightning bend or whatever. That's cool. That one's on my top five for sure. Yeah, I'm going to go with telekinesis. It's my favorite superpower. It's I think, best. like... With really good telekinesis, you can do freaking anything you want. You can fly. Energy manipulation, you can probably teleport or, you know, yeah. uh, go invisible, just bending lightweight. Yep. Anyway, telekinesis is one of my favorites. Um, the other one I would honestly say would either be either be teleportation or mm -hmm. um, flight or yeah. super speed, like something like that. Yeah. Something movement, Travel one. Movement yeah. based. Yeah. Man, teleportation cool. would be awesome. Teleportation's insane. Yeah. Oh, cool. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you so much yeah. for listening. Email us at everyfanforhimself at gmail.com. Facebook, Instagram at everyfanforhimself. Twitter at EFFH Podcast. Rate us on iTunes five stars, please. Um, hit us up for questions, comments, concerns. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Uh, rate us on iTunes, guys. <laughs> I'm Jaron Jolly. I'm Eli Webb. I'm Jason Kenny. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.